we may never work in the same way again. So reimagine the office with scalable workspaces that flex to your needs. Design-led interiors and world-class IT. Iconic offices have reinvented the future of working, so you don't have to. Hybrid offices, co-working, or custom floors for a global HQ. 16 prime Dublin locations, infinite possibilities. Experience it for yourself. Visit iconicoffices.ie to reimagine how working can work for your business. Now on Drama on News Talk in the first of a two-part series, producer Alan Meany and director Jason Gill fashion a contemporary spy thriller and tale of family loyalty in The Dead Key. The programme contains some strong language and listener discretion is advised. I was back in the home place, a little girl again. I told you, you shouldn't have come back. Stop, Mum. It's important. It was night. I was in my bedroom. He, Dad was kicking off again the way he did every night. You heard it that much? I was awake in my room every night waiting for it to stop. You never said. You didn't want to talk about it. I would have listened. You should have wanted to talk, Mum. Not just listen. Jesus, what do you want, Stephanie? I got rid of him, didn't I? I went to court. I swore all the... Have you any idea how difficult that is? The dream was about the night Uncle Brendan came. What? One night, Dad was in full flow and a door came crashing in. And then I heard him shouting, threatening that if he ever hurt you or me again, he'd, he'd... No, no. Mum, I was there. It's the clearest memory I have from back then. You weren't supposed to... It wasn't like that. Dad was his own brother, Mum. He went against him to protect us. And I know Dad owned the house at the back of the field, the one where Brendan lived. I know Dad tried to have him thrown out. I know he wouldn't leave. No! Mum, remember it how you want. But don't disrespect how I remember. Afterwards, when Dad was trying to get rid of him, Brendan made a deal with me. What? He said I was to leave little notes in places around the farm. Notes in code to let him know if Dad was starting up again. Notes in code. He used to read me detective stories. I liked hanging out in his place. It was peaceful compared to ours. He used to slag me, nickname me Agatha Christie. We made up codes for each other. I always thought you spent too much time with him. It worried the hell out of me. For Christ's sake, Mum. Brendan was the only reason I survived my childhood. Waiting for you to finally... Those girls! Those teenage girls! That's how I know it's wrong. There's something really strange about all of this. A cover story that no one ever questions. You're in denial. Have you ever met a man called David Prentice? No. Never. Who's he? I have no idea, but I met him today. So? 
And he more or less told me Brendan was the bravest person he ever met. And he asked me all these weird questions. And I went to see Marina. Oh, Stephanie. She gave me this. It's a letter from Brendan. A couple of months ago before he died. His handwriting. I'm not going to say I forgive or any of that pseudo-Christian bullshit. How dare any of us presume the right to forgive anybody? Forgiveness has become just another political act, a corruption little assertion of some kind of moral supremacy. God, he was still full of it. So I don't dare forgive, but I do understand or understand more than I did before. Can anyone say fairer? You see, I've realized something, beautiful one. The meaning in life is the search for little clues left in cracks. The invention of codes to hide clues. I think always of little Agatha frowning and looking for clues, something, anything, to help her world make some kind of sense. I realise that we never stop being like her. And the search for those clues never gets easier. Take excellent care, you shag without peer. Jesus, Stephanie. I hope you stay able to protect yourself from all those things I hadn't the slightest clue about. So, there's something going on here, Mum. I can't let it go. I won't. I went back a few days later, uh, back to the book, back to more of the same. I did a block with Winter of Nations, but when I came back, all gone. I was just in a zone, I suppose. Anyway, the book comes out, ridiculous stuff gets written about it. And then... Just like that. I opened the door and... There she is. Smiling. Large as life. Those eyes... Larger than life. You asked me to come and live with you, she said. So here I am. It was Marina. Showing up right at the door of the little apartment I'd got in Dublin. I mean, how did she even know? That should have been a clue, right? But I guess, well, you're old enough now to know that lust makes men into imbeciles. I'm still not sure, after all this time, how it is for women. But it's not even lust. It's that tragically misguided notion that you and she are in tune. The same set of musical notes playing and repeating into each other. Our desires turn us into salmon. We can't stop ourselves. You're not going to believe this. What? I've just heard from your dad. What? He said the guards have been on to him. The house down home, Brendan's place. They say it's been broken into at least twice. 
He says he's thinking of having it boarded up, but wanted to know if there's anything we want to do with it first. Like maybe take things away, keepsakes or whatever. How very considerate of him. What do you want to do? I want to go down there, Mum. As soon as I can. But first I want to see somebody. So what I'd suggest for the essay, Saoirse, is that you look at Dryden from the point of view of... Yes? Miss? Oh, hello, Stephanie. Oh, oh. I need to talk to you. Uh, did you speak to my secretary? She's not there. I saw your name on the door. Well, uh, yes, uh, as you can see, I'm in, in the middle of... I want to talk about David Prentice. Uh, right. Um, maybe you can pick this up later, Saoirse. If you hang around and make an appointment with Fiona when she shows up. Thanks. Can you close the door? See that girl? Talented. If she keeps developing the way she is, there's a good chance she could be the next hot young Irish female novelist. For a couple of years, anyway. Not much of a story to tell, but she looks good. Has never had a single incorrect thought. <laughs> Not like your uncle. And she'll do very well out of her short career. Big teaching job in the States. Comfort for life. You're an agent as well. Ah, more sort of finder. Talent spotter. I recommended your uncle to a couple of people I knew. And of course I got my finder's fee. Brendan mentioned you after his first novel. He said you knew everything about everyone. He exaggerated. Tell me about David Prentice. I I'm trying to help you, like I had tried to help Brendan. I won't lie, part of me hated him a bit, but I tried to help him. What really happened to Uncle Brendan? This cover story. That's what this is, isn't it? This thing with those girls. It's been made up to hide something else. That's a loyal niece talking. Don't patronise me. Sorry. Not my intention. Brendan said you knew everything that was going on in Dublin and beyond. He asked me all kinds of weird questions. Like what? If Brendan had a secret he'd ever told me about, hinted about, what did he mean? I don't know, Stephanie. Truly, I don't. Are you still saying you don't know him? Well, for a start, I doubt David Prentice is his real name. So you do know him? You don't really know somebody like him. You see what he wants you to see, nothing else. Brandon wouldn't want you screwing up your future over this. My uncle spent the last 15 years of his life in disgrace over something I don't think even happened. I want to know why. What was he mixed up in? I don't know, Stephanie. Honestly, I don't. I tried asking and I was told it was big, bigger than my life, or the life of anyone I cared about. And Brendan never said a word, never even hinted. Are those girls... Do they exist? <sighs> no. To the best of my knowledge, they don't. The story is fake. Yes. And you're probably right. It's probably made up to try to hide something else. But I have no idea what, Stephanie. I swear to you. Is Prentice some sort of spy? I don't know what he is, Stephanie. I know what you're thinking. You have found out your uncle's innocent and going to shout it from the rooftops. You're going to clear his name. I, I'm telling you, that might not be possible. Whatever disgrace he covered up, it was big, really big. It has something to do with Prentice. 
Stay away from Stephanie. For the love of God, for your uncle, go back to London, treasure his memory, but do it privately. Who did this to you? You know who? No, I bloody don't. Who does anything? The clerical officers. The people who sit in the office and press buttons. Who else? Where's Marina? I, I don't know. Is she... Safe? Dead? You are worried. Ah, last of the romantic... Shut up. I, I, I am, I am my friend. I do just that. Forever. She's safe. She was always safe. You, you don't know about Marina. You never did. Obviously. Did this happen in Dublin? <coughs> An East European man is set on by unknown tugs in a Dublin street. He dies sometime after. It's, it's not even news. How did you get away? Leave Sergei some secrets. He, he uses his last tricks to come and see his friend. Why? Why what? Why are you here, Sergei? Here of all places. I told you. We're joined through time, some bullshit. I heard you the first time. What's the real reason? Because... <clears throat> because you are best person I know. You think I ruined your life before, but I didn't. I ruin it now, though. I ruin it now because there is no one else. I tell you before I go to sleep. Here, finished. Well, that was quick. Are you sure? Well, let's see. You're good at this, you know. A real talent. I like to draw. You should keep it up. Always better to make things. Why? Because then you're like the cavemen and the, and the kings. Everybody knows you were there, that you, you, that you lived. Well, eventually. Now, have you sorted the alphabet? Hieroglyphics don't really mean those letters. Mm, nobody knows what hieroglyphs really mean, Agatha. The people who say they do are liars. Today, they mean what you and I want them to mean. Now, yep, the bird is A, the monkey B, the helmet, the face, brilliant. Exactly right. <laughs> You're a genius. Have a Kimberly biscuit. I don't like Kimberly biscuits. Oh, the ungrateful young. All right, let me see. Do you understand it? Write me a sentence. 
I did. There. Where? Oh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah ha ha ha! Very funny. <laughs> A comic genius to boot. It's true. Ha! My farts are no more or less horrible than anybody's. No. You understand what we're going to do with this? Yes. Yes. You leave the messages in the places we said. Yeah. The hollow of the big oak, that pile of rocks down by the stream, under the brick, inside the broken wheelbarrow. Yes, Brendan. I'll always be looking, Agatha. I'll find them. If all they say is that everything's fine, then that's great. But if there's anything, anything at all, you put it in the hieroglyphs. Do you understand? Yes, I do. Don't worry. Everything's going to work out. Now, since you've turned your fussy little nose up at Kimberly, let's see if there's anything else. I want you to come with me. What? Out of the question. You're not going either. Nothing will stop me going. Ma'am, nothing. This is about... It's important, maybe more important than anything, but I think you should come as well. Why? For Brendan, for us, for all that we were and he was to us. Oh, Jesus, Stephanie. Why can't you let the past be the past? Because it's not the past, not yet. It's not. At rest, I need to do this. Every life has its seasons, Agatha. Didn't Shakespeare say something like that? And he was never wrong, was he? Each of us, I guess, gets our season for happiness. Our season for its opposite. If you're lucky, the happy season lasts longer than the other ones. But that's all it is, really question of time. I got a little more than one summer with Marina in the flat. It was early autumn in Dublin, I think. I was getting ready for a book tour. Finn had decreed it was time to crack America. A six-week tour, reading, meeting American Finns, giving interviews to anyone who cared enough to ask a question. But just a week before I left, Sergei suddenly washed up on our door, singing, drunk, carrying a bottle of vodka. He was just as vague as Marina when it came to why. Sergei and I hit the pubs once or twice, and then I was off. Off to pose as the future of Irish literature. And then I came back. Came back early because my hunger for Marina was so intense that it turn to pain. I won't harrow you or me with the details. They bore me anyway. I still feel enough pride to be outraged at how life loves to run us aground on the rocks of cliché. Wasn't even a good cliché. The cook old husband walks in on a scene involving graphic nudity and some intimate contact, utters a screech like a panto dame and exits hastily. 
That's life now, Agatha. Pornographic panto. I walked round Dublin till dawn, arriving surprisingly quickly, I thought, at a decision. Bugger your dad. I was going back to the home place. Your old house had been sold and the proceeds divided between your parents. But your dad still owned the bulk of the land. And the little house you and I spent all that time in was still there. I was going to stay. Tough it out. Dare him to try and get rid of me. Would you believe I even started making notes for a third novel? By the time the knock came on the door. And Sergei was there. There to end his own life. And mine. Why? Why tell me this? Because someone must know. Why? You say you're dead? What can it possibly matter? Because if someone keeps the secret, as long as they don't know, they cannot act. The secret freezes them. It keeps the world safe. For now. This is... Why should I believe anything you say? It must be kept for all time. It it won't matter then. They will change the systems. But for now, if they know, someone keeps the secret. If this is true, you fucking kill me too, you bastard. First Marina, now this. What did I ever do to you? God. Whoever it was left a mess. What are you doing? State of the place. Mum, leave it. What? Why? We need to leave everything the way it is. Why? In case the people who did this come back. Why would they come back? Look around instead. Do you see anything missing? They were looking for money. Maybe. What else would they want? It's been so long. Too long. Trying to remember. Remember what? What was here? Gives me the creeps. Being back here. I know. This place. It was all supposed to be about a bright future. For you. (laughs) For us. I think me and your dad even had this idea. You might move into this house someday. Every Irish family's dream, you mean. The one that usually turns into a nightmare. Stephanie, why do we need to stay in a hotel tonight? Well, we can't stay here. And you hardly want to bunk in the old homestead with the Morans. Well, why stay here at all? We've seen what we came to see. Let's just go. We haven't. What? There's still more to see. Like what? What really happened to Brendan, I think. I did as he asked. Early in the morning, when he was cold. You should find him, if you want. What's left of him? Between the two oaks, 
at the foot of the little hill above the stream. Maybe I thought he'd like the view. And this time, he was as good as his word. Maybe he was always as good as his word. And I'm walking home from the village one night, and a car pulls up. The window opens, a voice asks something about directions. And all of a sudden, I'm being bundled. Everything's dark until I wake up strapped to a seat, naked, under strip lights that tear at my eyes. To be fair, they didn't torture me. Not exactly. They just kept me awake. All the time. A big bucket of water any time the head dropped. I was impaled inside this garish light. The kind you still see with your eyes shut. They, whoever they were, stayed in the shadow. I couldn't see them, but I knew there was always somebody there. And the thing is, they never asked me anything. Except just once. It was like a whisper. And there was this mad idea that I knew the voice. Where is it? Maybe they'd miscalculated. Maybe all their models and experience told them that someone of my background wouldn't hack it. Would go out of his mind with the filth. But I wasn't too fond of my life in those days, Agatha. Maybe sometimes what people call bravery is really a, a lack of love for life. I was sure my head would explode, but instead it went numb. Oh, it's all right. You're quite safe. Where am I? On British soil. Let's leave it at that. You brought an Irish citizen. It drove me north. You could spend the next 30 years screaming about it to your newspapers. How far do you think you'd get? What do you want? You know what I want. I am highly impressed with you. You could have made an incredible operative for the right side. Right side? What's that? I've read your work. Interesting. We can't choose the audience. I'm assured you have a long career ahead. Did Fred McNally tell you that? Here is one indicator that you are in the clutches of the right side, Mr. Grattan. You will be a watchman all your life now. But we won't kill you. I can't speak for the other side. Not all this other side stuff was supposed to be over. Oh, it never really goes away, Mr. Grattan. For one thing, there are too many institutions, too many bureaucrats such as myself, dedicated to doing things a particular way, dedicating to make things go on. Depressing, if I cared. A physical threat won't work on you. You've demonstrated that well enough. So what I'm here to tell you is, you're about to be ruined, Mr. Gretton, to be silenced. Do you think you can live with that? What do you mean? An allegation is about to be made, something sufficiently lurid and non-specific to make the odour of infamy 
cling to you for the rest of your days. You are going to be accused of sex with underage girls. The girls, of course, need never be named or produced. The articles are ready to go to our most compliant journalists in Dublin. Your capital's most influential gossips have already been primed. You'll be an outcast, Mr. Grattan. Nothing you write will ever be read again. What do you think? Is your dead Russian secret really worth that? This is crazy. What are we even doing? It's freezing. Shh. We have to see. You won't even let me turn on the torch. Do you see something? There, at the kitchen window. Stephanie, there's nothing. We're both going to end up with flu, you know that? Mum, whoever broke into Brendan's house wasn't looking for money. I'm sure of that. I'm hoping they didn't find what they wanted. And come back. Great. Come on, it's only one night. Will one night be enough to get this out of your system? Wait, what's that? What? A light flashed. It didn't. There. Stephanie, what are you doing? Call the guards. You're not going there. Call them. Stephanie. Marina. You. Miss Grattan. You're hurt. Not seriously. Miss Galashak is a little rusty, I say. What is this? What's going on? Shall I tell her, Miss Galashak, or will you? Marina? Stephanie, you should not be here. The guards are called. Not, I'm afraid, a revelation of much use to either of us. What do you mean? An earlier call, Miss Grattan, has already been placed to whoever stands superior to your illustrious officers of your local station. Word will have been passed downward. Ignore anything that might happen here tonight. Wait until the morning. And you'll have to kill all three of us, Marina. Oh, she might. Shut up, pig. What is this all about? Well, pig, why not? You are so in love with sound over your voice. Oh, well, if it falls to me. What you've stumbled upon, Miss Grattan, is a sort of echo, a belch of history, if you will, culminating in an unfortunate scene on your uncle's floor. Wherein the mighty Russian FSB triumphed over an elderly retired member of Her Majesty's service. You want me to kill you still? Allow me to introduce Miss Marina Ironova Galashek, Miss Grattan. I believe the name you know her under is correct. What you probably do not know, however, is that she is a career officer in the organization that replaced the famous KGB, possessing the rank, I believe, of Major. Marina. You want to take up the story? No, Pig, you do fine. As part of her duties, indeed, the mission has taken up most of the last 20 years of her life. Major Galashek was assigned to the location and destruction of one of the so-called dead keys. They were, we believe, three in all. Russian intelligence successfully located and neutralized two of them. The third remains unaccounted for. The search for it has brought poor Major Galashek all the way to Dublin, where she has remained. 
What's a dead key? What indeed? For many years they were the most secret, most coveted devices in the entire world. But their usefulness has ended. It has to be. Agreed? Yes. The dead keys were fashioned in the dying days of the Soviet Union. A small group of scientists and KGB officers became terrified that order was completely breaking down in the country. In those days, the possibility of absolute anarchy seemed very real. What if this group wondered that anarchy led to some or all of the massive Soviet nuclear arsenal falling into the hands of lunatics? The breakup of the country might itself lead to the end of humanity, or civilization at least. So they built the dead keys. What are they? Fantastical devices. Things from a fairy story or a Wagnerian opera. Part of the device is a receiver, drawing endless power from a tiny quantity of decaying radioactive atoms. Keyed to constantly search the airways for a telltale signal which indicates the launch of Russian nuclear weapons. Once that signal is detected, the dead key transmits a counter signal, causing the instant deactivation of all strategic Russian devices. Ingenious. Brilliant. Once the existence of these devices became known, the Russian security services were of course most anxious to get them back. How could they compete in the new world against the knowledge that their entire strategic deterrent was compromised? For their own reasons, my own government and others were themselves most anxious to take possession of a dead key. How was Uncle Brendan involved? One of the devices was entrusted to a former KGB officer named Sergei Raikov. Raikov was under suspicion for years, but the new authorities could not move against him until they were sure. While your uncle was on a visit to St. Petersburg in the early 1990s, he was defended by Raikov. Shortly after your uncle left Russia, Raikov disappeared. One theory pursued was that he might try and make his way to Ireland, which is where Major Galashak came to arrive in Dublin and mm, befriend your uncle. Sometime after her arrival, Rykov himself turned up in Dublin. We believe something happened. It is possible that Rykov and Major Galasek had enjoyed some form of prior intimacy in Russia. At any rate, your uncle left Dublin. Possibly with the collusion of Major Galasek, Rykov was apprehended and tortured by a Russian intelligence unit operating in Dublin. Somehow he escaped. We believe he may have made his way to the home of your uncle, where, knowing his time to be short, he entrusted your uncle with the secret of the remaining dead key. That's... that's insane! If enough people understood how the world really works, Miss Grattan, life as we know it would become impossible. You're still looking for it. Why? Oh, in my case, out of some misplaced desire for closure, untying the knots at the end of a life. 
The dead key cannot possibly be effective anymore. The Russians have totally overhauled their systems. But your uncle never gave up the secret, Miss Grattan. He defied us and them until the very end. Marina. I was told years ago I cannot go home without the key. Even if it doesn't matter anymore, I can't go back. Jesus. Brendan kept that secret all these years. It must have been the loneliest thing. He did, and it must. For someone with no training in secrets, I think I told you, Miss Grattan, I came to admire him greatly. Stephanie, what's wrong? All this, all this poison in his life, put there by you people. We didn't know. We couldn't help him. That is why most ordinary people have the good sense to keep away from government when they can. For myself, my government, I apologise. Not that it makes any difference. We have disturbed your uncle's memory enough. Miss Galashak, I suggest we go. Good night to you both. For what it matters, Stephanie, I cared for your uncle. I cried for him. I know you don't accept, but he cared most for you, more than anyone. Go to hell. You're still out here. Yeah, just wanted to be around him. The places I remember. You did it, Stephanie. You did right by him. I know he'd be proud. He told me, you know. He said I should expect great things from you. He was right. Didn't do him much good in the end. No. But we can't always choose our road, can we? God, it must have been hard. But he was brave, Stephanie. The bravest man I knew. He was. Why have you still got his notebooks? I'm I'm trying to remember something. Give it up, darling. You won't. It's not about winning, Mother. Nothing will change how much Brendan lost. Jesus, he gave up everything. I can't be helped now. And I don't know if we'll ever get the story out. Nobody cares anymore. We know the true story. That's what matters. There's... What? I know part of the price was that Brendan stayed silent, but I can't believe he stayed that silent. I feel like there has to be more, somewhere. Stephanie. I've been going over his notebooks. Most of them are just random. But here and there are pictures, complicated doodles maybe. See? Brendan never went in much for drawing. Like you say, they they could just be doodles. Maybe, but here and there are whole pages of them. Don't they remind you of something? Well, um, they're a bit like, what do you call those old Egyptian things? Hieroglyphs? Hieroglyphs? Jesus, that's it! What? Mum, the code Brendan and I used, it was hieroglyphs. Jesus, 
If only I could remember the key. But no, wait. Maybe I don't need it. Come on. There. Inside the tree? Jesus. And, and wrapped in sheeting. No, I remember. I remember all of it now. Now, according to this, one of the bricks is loose. Can you... There, look. What, what is it? A little leather case. Oh, this is it. What is it? Oh, Jesus, Mum. It's a CD. Well, that's it, Agatha. You know it all now. Or all that I can remember. Every now and again, Marina gets in touch. She lays gentle siege over the phone for a little while. She even turned up here out of the blue a couple of times. I pretended not to be home. She's just going through the motions... I think. She knows there's no point. Oh, I almost forgot. The dead key, as far as I know, is somewhere at the bottom of the Liffey. Sergei said he threw it there shortly after arriving in Dublin. Knowing they'd have him soon, I've chosen to take his word for it. There's not much else to talk about. Apart from my decision, I suppose. My very last decision. My life became about nothing other than the secret. The secret's relevance is gone now and so is mine. It's too late to clear my name because first I'd have to remind people who I was. And nobody cares, Agatha. People move on. They do it with frightening speed. It was important for you to know, but no one else. Try not to be angry, if you can. Beckett faced exactly the question I've thought about these last years. He couldn't go on, but went on anyway. I've taken the opposite view. I'm comfortable with it, more or less. I've taken my share and now it's time to go. There's no such thing as choice. Not really. Just decisions we can't avoid anymore. Oh, in case you're interested, I did sketch out some notes for a new book. I think it was going to be loosely based on my own situation. I've destroyed all the notes I could find. This is for a few reasons. I don't want a whole lot of posthumous praise. The idea turns my stomach. But also, Agatha, I suppose I got worried. I always knew I'd want to get some sort of message to you. I suppose I thought that if you found notes, you might feel some sort of misplaced loyalty. You might try to get them published out of some sort of vindication, maybe. I don't want more of your life, your precious life. Buried inside this shit. The debt has been paid. My life, Sergei's life, 
Probably marinas too, if you think about it. No one else is to pay any more. Be well, girl. Enjoy your life. You deserve it. I don't believe I'm here smiling down on you, but the thought of you is what still lights these last days and has kept me going through some very long nights. Somehow, in some way, I remain always your ever misguided but devoted uncle, Brendan. Hello, Brendan. Hope you don't mind me checking in now and again. If you're not there, then no harm done. And if you are, well, I'm just harmlessly irritating you again, the way I did when I was a little girl. I'm back in London now, getting on with that life you and Mum are so desperate for me to have. What happened, by the way? has been great for me and Mum. I think it cleared up a lot of things we never talked about. She's coming over in a month or two. She's never done that before. So that's another thing you've done for me, Magic Uncle. You've never stopped giving. Not really. I brought your recording back with me. I haven't been able to listen again. Too painful but I'm going to because I think I want to tell your story. Maybe I'll try and get it published as a novel, then tell people it's true, I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but I think it's important. I hope you don't mind. Maybe I'll talk to Finn McNally, but I don't know. How do I trust him? Maybe I just want to have a proper go at Prentice. If I'd had the slightest idea what he did to you. Anyway, I know you think you're nowhere now, but to me you're very real. You wrote once that every life needs its guiding ghosts. That that's why dead people exist. The role they play. You're my guiding ghost, Magic Uncle. And if you're there, I know you're minding me. Like you always have. Thank you. Thank you for all those gifts I can never pay back. The Dead Key was written and directed by Jason Gill. Produced by Alan Meany. Cast were Martin Kelleher, Sarah Gordon, Anne Hoey, Pavel Starkovsky, Irena Svetkovic, Ollie Hegarty and Harry Smith. The programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television licence fee. 
Considering the role technology will play in the future of education is now a key focus for school leaders. At Exertus Ireland, together with Microsoft, we're here to support schools every step of the way with powerful tools to help create brighter futures. Talk to us today about solutions for your school. Visit exertus.ie forward slash Microsoft Teaching and Learning. exertus.ie forward slash Microsoft Teaching and Learning.